Welcome, welcome, welcome back. We've been gone for a while, it seems, but not that long, but a while. Welcome back to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, here to take it to the top once again. Always looking for party girls that are ill in the head to drug me and make it rain. Good times, good times, I'm telling you. We're all party monsters here in Viva Las Vegas, our podcast studio's name. Coming soon. Especially my co-host. You'll find him working Funland at the beach next to a gigantic cactus. He's a victim of chemical warfare and reefer madness. He'll tell you when you get drafted. They make you kill the children and the poor. So break my body and fuck the police. Because I'm Chansey motherfucking Grife. Check me, bitches. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, we are back once again. And that laugh you heard, you may recognize it from a couple months ago, or you may recognize it from last month, or you may recognize it from earlier tonight if you were watching the video. And because that laugh is our guest tonight, and that is Michael Colby from many, many podcasts, which he'll do at the end of the show because you probably just heard him in the last podcast. So, <laughs> but we are very happy to have Michael Colby back because he is one of our favorite guests. Well, we have a lot of favorite guests, but he's one of our. We had the most hilarious time with him the first time he was on, and this time I didn't bring a band with a singer whose face looks like raw meat. So, yay! <laughs> but, uh, but we'll jump right into this because. Me and Chancey have three of these in the next four days. So, five days. <laughs> but still, it's good. <laughs> yeah. And as always, since Mike already knows how all this goes, I have to explain it to him. Let's go with his album first, like always, because the guest gets to go first. What album did you bring and why? I brought Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables by the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> God told me to skin you alive. I get COVID, and if you see that I get COVID, and make money cry. That's a matter of my car, I wanna hear them scream. Bit of broken candy, smoke and Wanna die? Of course you have. But I want to. I get my revenge. Big butt fucks run too many ways. But I don't wanna see people anymore. Things I never ever saw before. But it's even for the shit they are. Things that never get away with me. Anyone gonna take for a day? So I kill children. I let them see them die. I kill children. I make them mamas cry. I kill children. I make them hit them doors. 
The Dead Kennedys, one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, I I got a lot of my political stuff from them when I was like 15 years old. And then I calmed down for a little bit and I was like, you know what? Maybe we don't need to, you know, be this serious about everything all the time. And I've kind of come back around to it like... <laughs> Oh, maybe the dead Kennedys were right this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I mean, just very fun to listen to. I love the music. I love the like echoey, surfy guitar, the like sort of off tempo drums, uh, the the very driving bass and Jello Biafra's just such unique voice i just love this band so much i love everything about them and this is i think their best album uh well chancy actually you know what no i'm gonna go first i'm gonna go first because <laughs> i have plans and not, not anything to do with this album but i have plans um but this album you know i've always heard the dead candies if you asked me before this week if I ever heard a song by them, I would say I have no fucking clue. You, your guess is as good as mine. But I thoroughly enjoyed this album because I didn't really know what to expect with the Dead Kennedys. I knew they were kind of punkish, but that's all I really knew about them. And because I got everybody knew everybody I ever known who's into punk, like is in the Dead Kennedys. So that's one thing I ever knew about them. But I actually enjoyed the shit out of this album. Like, it was actually a really good album. I dug the lyrics. I had to read them as I was listening to the CD because you can't understand shit they're saying. But <laughs> they sound like the fucking inebriated shit. But I, I applaud that. So, and I enjoyed it. I mean, the themes were right on fucking point, And it was just an overall good CD. There really wasn't one bad song that I was like, okay, this song sucks. Like, there really wasn't one bad one. Can't say that for all the albums in this show, but I mean, there, 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 there was definitely no bad songs in this album, and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. So, Dead Candies, woohoo! And you get my approval. And I mean, shit, I'd have to give it a eight out of ten if I was giving it a ranking. But Chancy, what did you think of the Candies? Oh, I've, no. I've been, a, I've been a fan of the Dead Candies for a little while. I was like when I when I first started listening to it, like I had completely. It's one of those things like I had forgotten about them, and then as soon as I heard the first th first song start playing, I was like, "Dude!" And I was fucking the whole time. I'm just like, "Yeah, I fucking remember this shit." I was pretty excited, man. I fucking i I got nothing bad to say about it. I <laughs> I was stoked. I'm not even playing like can't say that about all these albums on this fucking show but you know i know right the, the one is just uh but um we're saving that one for last i think but um so what were your top five songs mike because i'm dying to hear this i the, the songs on this cd like the I'm, I'm dying to hear the way people rank them because it's gonna be interesting okay i don't remember do we do them like five and then go yep. around the horn or do we do all five all you five. do all five. Okay. All right. I have, let's see. I wrote them down. Uh, number five, California Uber Alice. Um, just, I mean, 
that's sort of the one that everybody knows. It's it's a catchy song. Um, I, I don't I don't have a super lot to say about like any of these songs like one by one. It's it's one of those albums. Whenever you guys are like, oh, let's do an album. I always pick albums that I listen to front to back. So it's it's not like I'm skipping around to any of these songs. Um, but California Uber Alice, uh, a classic Dead Kennedy song. Um, number four, I have Stealing People's Mail, which... <laughs> that <was a> funny, <laughs> that's such a funny song. It's like so... It's something that people don't even really do anymore because it's just it just date, it dates the album so much. But yeah, I mean, this is this is an '80s album, you know, front to back, like late '70s, early '80s stuff. Uh, but it has like that, it has like that driving beat, and then it stops. It's like dun 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 dun, dun. and it's like, yeah, so cool. And then it has like that surfy, almost countryish. Uh, uh, guitar solo there for a little bit it's it's just a great song um number three i got chemical warfare mm-hmm. uh just just a, a cool 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 song <laughs> <laughs> um number two i have holiday in cambodia mm. um probably the most like like the most melodic song on the yeah. album uh the the baseline for holiday in cambodia is so fucking cool it's it, it's not like complicated it's just like but it drives the whole song and it's like so it it, it, it like sets the mood for the whole song and it's like yeah this rules um, and then at number one, I have Kill the Poor. Um, just <laughs> like if somebody were to say to me, like, what is punk rock? I would have them listen to Kill the Poor. Like, it's the most fucking punk rock song there is. It's yeah, absolutely amazing. I I, I love this band. I love this album. And kill the poor is the best song on it well funny you should say that <laughs> ironically enough i have three honorable mentions for this cd because how could i not and number eight is actually kill the poor wow i i mean it's a it's a they're all good songs i can't i'm not gonna keep saying it's a damn good song because they all are damn good songs so it's a it, it's just it's where it landed it's where it landed live with it I made these rankings, but <laughs> number seven for me was when you get drafted because totally a time, totally a timepiece song too. Like it doesn't, it's not a thing anymore, but still it just number the six. Dead, was chemi- oh, The dead ahead. Kennedys have a lot of like time and place songs. So they're not like it, they're not like a timeless band, but they weren't trying to be. And no, they had a, they had a message and they got it out there. Yep, basically the bottom line of it. But number six for me was Chemical Warfare because Chemical Warfare is, like you said, is a really good song, really good melodies in that song. And then number five was Funland at the Beach. Like I don't know why, but that song just stuck out to me. And 
it stayed on the list, like in the top five throughout the whole album. I'm pretty sure it's the second or first song, if I'm not mistaken. Number four was Drug Me, because that song almost gave me like pre dog fashion disco, like maybe they got influence for like a song from that. I think I, I, could, I could think of a couple ones they could have got influence from for that, but. Number three is Ill in the Head, because who doesn't love a song called Ill in the Head? And actually, the lyrics in that song are fucking amazing. Like, if I wasn't driving and pouring rain when I was freaking listening to this, I totally would have been writing down lyrics, but it just didn't happen. <laughs> but number two is I Kill Children, because you want to talk punk songs. That is the most punk song ever. <laughs> That's basically a precursor to horrorcore horror rap, for fuck's sake. Like that's something that's something like ICP would come out saying. <laughs> I didn't think their candies be saying that shit, but okay, <laughs> like I'm down for it. I, I, I'm down for it. And number one, and Chanty's gonna hate me for this, but number one is Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, was, I, I don't know why you said I would hate you for that, but I mean, <laughs> because, I'm also because, I'm also surprised. That's you hate, a... you hate when I pick covers. <laughs> That is a very surprising number one. <laughs> it really I is. Love, I love a good cover. And I love uh, my love for Elvis has been reopened this last month or so when I, when I finally watched the movie. But, and I, the, and their version of it is actually really good. Like it's actually better yeah. than the original version of it. So they do I mean, some well, really good covers. If you like that, um, they do a cover of I Fought the Law. That oh, is nice! Fucking spectacular! I can hear it. I can. I can actually kind of hear that in my head. But so yeah, I mean, but yeah, View of Las Vegas just the way they sang it, and I was I was surprised more than anything that it was on this album, and like I was just like, it can't be, it can't be the same song, and I'm like, holy fuck, it is! <laughs> like at first I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna put it on my list even, and then like halfway through the song, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's put on the list. And I'm like, oh, where's it going? Oh, number one. Cool. It's going ahead of I Kill Children, which anybody who knows me is, like, is going to be like, what the fuck? Because, <laughs> you know, you, you want to kill children when you have kids. Just saying. It happens. Those feelings are natural. Just suppress them and move on your day. But, or don't suppress them. It means your life. But I would suppress them about you. But, Chante, what were your top five for the Kennedys there? Well, honestly, I don't feel quite as bad about this because I was actually just going to pull the trigger and put them all in <laughs> because, I mean, honestly, I didn't have a hard time picking my top five, but I also had I had more of a time not picking everything else as well. Cause it, oh, I, it, I can relate to that with a CD tonight. Out of all of, out of all three of the CDs, I'd say this one was the easiest one for me to go from start to finish with. Mm. But for me, number five was Chemical Warfare. Uh, four was I Kill Children. Uh, three was Drug Me. Uh, two was When You Get Drafted. And number one was Kill the Poor. And obviously Holiday in Cambodia kind of ties for number one. But I kind of felt that that would be cliche, so I just kind of put that over to the side as a <laughs> lateral. But yeah, I, 
Holiday in Cambodia, like, if anybody's going to know a Dead Kennedy song, it's that one. But yeah. it's one of those bands that there's a reason for it. Like, that is a fucking banger <laughs> like it really is. is so good it's a banger it's, it is a banger it is a banger so yeah i mean and, and yeah actually yeah holiday in cambodia is actually the one song i knew the name of because i've seen it on so many lists before of like amazing like legendary punk rock songs and, but, and guitar hero <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that was in there. oh shit Yep. It's I was in, like, I, wow. Yeah, it's also in rock band. There's yep. uh yep. Holiday on Cambodia, uh police truck, and there's another one in there, but I don't remember which one it is. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of a very good guest album this week. Which we can't always say that, but I we can this I, week. I'm glad that you guys liked it because whenever I suggest Dead Kennedys, uh, it, it's a crapshoot because they're, you know, since they're so political and Jello's got that voice, like some people just can't get into it, <laughs> which I totally oh. understand. But at the same time, um, I figured at least one of you guys was going to like it. I'm glad you both did. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's like, I know Chancey's gonna love it, but I wonder what Jeremy's gonna think of this. <laughs> Let's throw it through the ringer and find the fuck out. <laughs> you know, fuck around and find out has a meaning. But hell yeah. And so I think at this point, we're gonna go because I want to say something for last. We're gonna go with my CD next. And uh I well, I don't think Mike knows, but the CD I brought. Was Cottonmouth Kings Long Live the Kings? We are party people. We are what you call self made party monsters. So welcome to the ball. First of all, let's welcome y'all to 13th Annual Cottonmouth Ball. Round here, anything goes. Whippers, tippers, and trickety hoes. Face tones, ratty of bones. SC chads and fat barn lows. Sun goes up and comes back down. We got a little bit. Everything floating around. Be the party monsters setting the bar. Dedicated to substance abuse. Take a whiff of my jaw. Yeah. To be the mix of a bunch of different ways. To get down, cop a buzz and then spray. Flames from the liquor that I'm pounding every day. And right now I'm party up on the way to the ball. So let's play. You take a shot, I take a shot. You take a shot, we take a shot. Hey. Uh, if you could, I mean, I, I'm not sure if you actually knew, could guess who, who brought what, which CD or not. Because as usual, I don't tell the guests that. Just because I like to have the element of surprise to our favor. But. <laughs> But yeah, I brought this album mainly because I heard Dead Candies and I am not a punk person. So I'm like, what the fuck am I matching this to? I'm like, it I'm shows. Gonna... <laughs> I'm like, I'm not bringing Dropkick Murphys again because I just brought them a couple weeks ago and I'm not going to do that that close. And that was like the closest thing I knew that I had to them. I actually thought Lordy again for a second because I'm like, one, it'd be funny. And two, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and, and, and two, they they actually have done some uh, theme albums, like for the last, they did six albums during COVID that they released within like months of each other. And they're all like themed to certain jo- eras and genres of music. But so I was thinking maybe one of those, but no, then I'm like, you know what? 
I haven't brought this band on. They're a rap band. They're a rap group technically, but they also are at that point in their career where they're doing rock too. They're rip rock or whatever the fuck they call it. But it's so I'm like, you know what? They kind of sound like Dead Kennedy's like style, like in a way when they do their rock songs. And I'm like, let's bring their CD with the most rock songs on it. And they're actually, I'll get to it when I get to my top five ish. But um, so I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's just it was, it was it was basically the best that I could bring and actually like know the band enough to talk about it to some degree. <laughs> but Long Live the Kings is an amazing album it's it was when their careers really were taken off and they signed and they brought dirtball into the cottonmouth kings from this album too and just made them all the better because the dirtball is an amazing rapper but yeah so i mean i don't know i just i had to bring it and i'm like i don't even know how chancy feels about this group so i gotta fucking throw it out there and let's see what happens because it's catch and release day and i release let's see what catches but as a guest, Mike gets to go first to hear what he thought about this album. I have been making a a concerted effort to not talk a lot of shit on things that people like. I have become known as someone who doesn't like many things um <laughs> so i've been trying to try to see if i could find something nice to say about everything that i listen to don't worry about it if you don't i will <laughs> that being said this album was a fucking miserable listening oh, experience oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> I I tried to I tried to go with the with the spirit of the show. I was like, all right, I listened to this fucking thing two times. Oh! The first time I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know listen to these songs, see what's going on. And then I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I hate this so much. Rap white guy rap started with the Beastie Boys and it should have fucking ended with the Beastie Boys because white guy rap is the most miserable shit that I can think of. And this was some of the worst miserable white guy rap I've ever heard. So I listened to it again. I'm like, well, I'm going to at least be able to come up with a top five songs. I could not do that. I liked one song on this album. And one Damn. of the things that I heard on this was the absolute worst thing I've ever heard. Oh my God. And that's awesome. So I have two things on my list. I have a last thing and a one thing that I sort of enjoyed. Now, which, which one do you want first? Well, save them for, save them for we get to the top fives. Okay. <laughs> Let's let Chansey just go off of that and do what he's got to do. Dude, take this thing out back, put a fucking bullet in it, bury it in a shallow fucking grave. Don't worry, Michael. You don't have to say anything bad. I will do it for the both of us. I 
only ever really liked one Cottonmouth King song. It was their first like fucking single that ever did anything. And that was when I was fucking 14. When I when I actually liked them, that is. And I listened to this and I was like, dude, it's middle-aged dudes. Fucking when they started off, they were kids of hating on the fucking suburban life, you know, nonsense. Now it's a bunch of middle-aged dudes bitching about the homeowners association. What the fuck is this nonsense? <laughs> Jeremy hears fucking dead Kennedys and his immediate go-to motherfucking Cottonmouth Kings. Cause we don't give a fuck. <laughs> fucking no, no, sorry. Get in the fucking trunk. In the trunk. Bottom barrel. Fucking what? Good God. It's it's so bad. It's like put the extra chromosome in the bag, kid. Fucking good God. I also had a very strong I probably would have liked this when I was 15 vibe off of the <laughs> It's so funny. I'm so glad that Michael went on that. I was like, I was like, oh, good. It's not just gonna be me, because I knew, I knew if you guys were like, oh, this is okay, and then I come in just like a shitstorm, like fucking, this is just fucking trash. It's just like, well, at least I don't have to be the only curmudgeon on this motherfucker, because you know what? I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not even the least bit ashamed. I didn't like it one bit. Yeah, I got, I got three songs that I wanted to make fun of. And then two that I could tolerate. So when he said, I've only got two songs, he got first and last. I'm like, oh, thank God. Well, <laughs> motherfuckers, here, here's your repentance right the fuck here. Because <laughs> top five, what's that now? I don't remember who that is. Um, try top 13. There was like 18, wasn't there like 18 songs on this piece of shit? It was so he's like, long. He's like, I like fucking all of it. Fucking oh, Jesus it, Christ. This was it never long. ended. Hey, it was so all. long. And it I, I, I did you a favor. I could have brought the, the Super Deluxe, which was two hours long. Dude, this thing was like the Batan death march of fucking albums, all right? Well, when you put this little effort into writing your songs, you can write a lot of songs. <laughs> you know, he's not wrong. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying they're the fucking best rap lyric writers ever, but I mean, <laughs> they, they got the job done for two decades and fucking sold out concerts worldwide, so they, they got the job done. But my bottom song, Mike, <laughs> is uh, Party Monsters, featuring Tech Nine. Oh my god! That's my. That's my, that's my. <laughs> Was that your number one? No, that's, <laughs> that's the only one I like. Oh, dude, mine too. <laughs> I knew Chancy. I knew that'd be Chancy's number one because of Tech Nine, but. <laughs> I was like, well, at least somebody can fucking rap on this track. Oh, no. <laughs> and my number 12 was Make It Rain, because I love the beat in that song. And Chase is going off camera because he's probably fucking rolling on the floor right now. But <laughs> And then number 11 is when we get into the rip rock shit they do, which I love. Take it to the top, like... 
that is such like a good like ska punk song to me. Like it's, I love when they do that shit. Like, but then number number ten was "Fuck the Police" with Insane Clown Posse, of course, because that's an amazing fucking song. <laughs> good God, you have to listen to this album, Stone. Just saying, like all their albums, you have to listen to Stone. But. <laughs> And then number nine was Reefer Madness, because any song they do about legalization is always good. Number eight was Checkmate, because that song's got a fascinating like rap-rock combo thing going. Kind of like Beastie Boys, actually, if you think about it. But Number seven was Stomp, and that's actually the reason I brought the CD, was because there's a video out there with Stomp and Rampage in a medley, and it's a fucking amazing music video. And the two of those songs go perfectly together into each other. Like, But number six was Party Girls, because who doesn't like Party Girls? Come on now. Party Girls like to do things. But And then number five, there's actually kind of a theme, but number five is Let the Indo Blow, because it's a smoking song. That's what they do with smoking songs. Their smoking songs are always good. Number four was Great When You're High, because everything is great when you're high. So why wouldn't it be? But number three is Mad Respect, because once again, the Rip Rock shit gets representation here in my top five a lot. Number two is Rampage, because like I said, that Stop Rampage medley video was fucking amazing with those two songs together. And plus, that's my favorite video game when I was a kid. So, which this should be the theme song to that video game. I'm just saying. Make it happen, uh, Atari or whoever the fuck owns Rampage. But. No, don't, because I like to play Rampage. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny, because I always said the background music to Rampage, because I, I heard it for years. When I finally heard Weezer's Hashpipe, it sounds like the same music. <laughs> it sort of does. Like, when I first heard Weezer's Hashpipe, I'm like, is that the Rampage music? <laughs> and then, of course, number one was... Uh, Mainly because of lyrics, but number one is let's do drugs. Because <laughs> the verses in that are actually pretty fucking sick. And like, it's it's Big B too. And Big B's an amazing rapper. Like, he's he's on Cottonmouth. He was on Cottonmouth Suburban Noise Records along with a lot of other artists back in the day. I mean, fuck, Slain, Mad Child, Swarm Members, like uh, Moonshine Bandit. So many freaking rappers were on Cottonmouth King's label. Was huge back in the day, but so that's my top thirteen because I, I I love these CDs still. I mean, they definitely don't have the same feel they did a decade ago when I first got into Cottonmouth Kings, but like back then they had a lot different feel. But there's still songs I love on this album. So, Mike, what were your top two? I, I didn't I didn't have a top two. This whole thing just <laughs> blended together. It, it blended together, and then that song with Tech Nine like stuck out. Like it popped up, and I was like, "What is this? Am I listening to a different album because I like this?" <laughs> and it, it like I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "It, it was like an island in a sea <laughs> of sewage." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I can sit here for a second. I can sit here for two minutes and 30 seconds or whatever, however long the song was. I was like, and at least not be miserable like this. Yeah, but the rest of it. And then 
one of the worst that like <laughs> it popped up it popped up and it said fuck the police and i was like these motherfuckers are not doing a cover of an nwa song they because weren't don't that worry that would they uh, they should if they tried to do a cover of an nwa song they should go to prison because that is you can't do that like not only because they're a group of crusty looking white guys just you don't cover nwa just you don't and then the fucking insane clown posse is in this thing i was i was uh, i was shocked i was like i can't fucking believe i'm listening to this right now <laughs> It was it was one of the worst things I have ever heard. And okay, fuck. <laughs> I, 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 I need a cigarette again. Fuck this hard. <laughs> it's it, it was just it was just I was like uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like very rarely do I ever say I would rather be listening to like Limp Biscuit or fucking incubus right now but i would have rather been listening to just about any other new metal bullshit absolute garbage music than what i was listening to when i was listening to this album and then the insane clown posse comes in and i'm like you fuck you fuck <laughs> oh now, now i wish i brought an insane clown posse cd i and don't get me wrong, again, when I was a teenager, I was huge into the Insane Clown Posse. I listened to them. I went to their concerts. I painted my face. About five years ago, we found our our books of CDs. And we're looking through these CDs. And I'm like, I'm like, man, man, I haven't listened to Insane Clown Posse for a while. So I put in... Uh, one of the albums, I think the third one, the purple and green. One. Oh, um, that's not real box. That's um, great Malenko. No, oh, no, it that's... was the one before Malenko. Robox. Oh my god, I always forget that. I always forget what, that, what the fuck. Ringmaster? No, no, it's Robox. That's Robox. Yeah, yeah, I think it is Riddlebox. And I'm like, this was my favorite one. I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, let's see what. And I put it on, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no what was i doing what why was i listening <laughs> this, this is horrible you're, who hurt you <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking about someone who you're talking to someone who has every insane cloud posse album ever in their three thousand song uh rotation <laughs> so i mean i listen to them on the daily almost and i still love them yeah Not as I much just, as i did a decade ago but i still love them yeah i just i couldn't get into it then and then when I heard them and then, you know, they did that fucking, they did that miracle song. And even though that, that turned out to be like a meme, it deserved, it deserved to be a meme because that fucking sucked. It was a Saturday night live. <laughs> <skit too. laughs> it, yeah. It was a, it was a second SNL skit that featured ICP. <laughs> it gets, it, it, it deserves everything it gets. But yeah, this this Cottonmouth Kings CD, I I was just I was having the absolute worst time with it. And, they play and, they play country music at my work um, on Tuesdays, 
And I was like, I, I might rather have been listening to country music, <laughs> which I've never said in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and just so you know, the reason ICP was on that CD to begin with is because Cottonmouth King is one of many rap groups that was basically wanted to become rappers because of ICP. They idolized ICP just like Three Six Mafia did, and just like other rap groups did. So, just saying, ICP yeah. started shit. No, I and, and it's fine. Maybe if they would have inspired, you know, a, a good group or two, <laughs> it would be different. Oh, Houston's all Three Six Mafia. Chancey might have worked about that. <laughs> I don't mind Three Six Mafia, but there's like, you know. There's a like, lot of, shoot him. There's a lot of groups <laughs> out there. <laughs> Not that many of them with an Academy Award, sir. That's I mean I I I'm not one No, I'm one. just playing. I, I'm, I'm just big, playing. I'm big on uh, like the Dead Kennedys. Like like I said, the Dead Kennedys are like one of my favorites. So like commercial success to me means nothing. <laughs> Like, give me I just, I product. was shocked for what it was. Like, I, sh- I was just shocked that they got it for what they got it for. I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I'm surprised that, I mean, there's other movies that could have put anything else in there that would have, you know, been worth it, but okay, well, guys. Well, Chanty, what's your top list for Cottonmouth Kings? Oh, God. So like, it's funny that that Michael was mentioning "fuck the police" because it's it was on my it's on my list. It actually got moved down as the song was playing. Like I was like, "God, oh, God!" Like as soon as as soon as like I literally, I I was like, "Okay, well I'm I I, I put Tech Nine's song, the one he like you know the Party Monsters, I put that at number one before it even played." Cause I was like, okay, I'm like this Tech Nine song. That's where I'm gonna be at. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm aiming for. And then, and then I was like, oh, fuck the police. Okay, well, uh, ICP. Let's see how they. What the fuck is they? Those dirty motherfuckers. And then it was just like, okay, we're taking this from two down. Fuck this. Fuck this. This is awful. And then fucking, you know, Reefer Madness, like, it's like, oh, okay, well, if we're rapping about the HOA, we may as well talk about a song that was made in 19-fuck-you-30. Fuck. So number five was, like, American Made, because, like, okay, whatever. Reefer Madness was number four. Number three was fucking fucked police, and I'm almost kind of wishing that it was further down the list than that. Uh, number two was let's do drugs, because fucking I almost had to just to be able to fucking tolerate my existence, just making it through this heaping piece of shit. And naturally, fucking, you know, Tech Nine comes in with the whimsical win, fucking number one. Fuck, dude. I couldn't be done talking about this sooner. It was it, it was amazing to me because I seriously had to check my Spotify 
to see that I was still listening to the same album because it, <laughs> that song stuck out so much as being like, like, and it wasn't even great. It was just like up here because <laughs> because it of floated. what it was surrounded by. <laughs> yeah. It was the floating turd in the punch bowl. It, it really was. I, I, I was like, I was like, in this album, this is, it was literally the only thing that stuck out as not being complete garbage. <laughs> <And> Jeremy, <laughs> I like you. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't mean to be so mean, but holy shit, this fucking album sucks so bad. I mean, he knows that we're friends. I'm not going to apologize for this. <laughs> fucking, if you expect to put an apology from this, you're just you're going to wait till hell freezes over, man. It ain't happening. So uh, fuck the cop. Oh, yeah, fucking yes, sir. Fancy. So I, I'm waiting until Harvey's going to watch a Star Wars movie, right? Okay. Like that's how long it's going to take. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, just make sure. I'll put that on my schedule for about more, li- more like when Harvey actually enjoys watching a Star Wars movie. Because <laughs> I'm sure somebody could talk him into doing it. Whether he's happy about it or enjoys it, completely other uh, story. Well, actually, he, he watched, I believe, the first... I, I believe he watched the original trilogy before we went on part of my fandom a good year ago. So, Oh, well... Or at least the first one he watched, but I mean, if you're going to watch any of them, that's not the one to watch. But yeah, I know, right? That's a bad one to start with, but okie doke. No, I mean, I mean the original. Not the original. Oh, like New Hope, okay. Yeah, which isn't the one to start with in the original trilogy, but... I mean... I mean, you should, but it's not... You shouldn't start there. It's not the one... If you're going to watch one, that's not the one you should watch. <laughs> but, I, I super disagree, valid. I disagree with that, because I just rewatched them not that long ago, and nice. that like new hope sort of was its own movie because i think that was before it was like for sure going to be the oh, whole trilogy yeah, yeah. so it, it it's like encapsulated as one movie and it's it's definitely not the best one but it is the one that's a full beginning to end story and it it's better than i remembered it being yeah, I mean it's it's just you've seen the Family Guy version of it nowadays. You see, like, and the <laughs> fact that and 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 like Harvey said in the show we were on, they literally stole it from a Japanese movie called Forbidden Fortress or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> so, which they, I mean, George Lucas admits that, like he he admits that he saw that movie and he wanted to make the same thing in space. So yeah, basically, good idea. It, it, it was because look at him now and look at Disney now, but yeah. But uh, Chancy, what album did you bring? <laughs> oh shit! It's so allow me to pre- allow me to preface this nonsense, okay? This is probably gonna piss Michael off even more. The reason I picked this album is because of Orange Cassidy. I love Orange Cassidy. Yes! <laughs> Fuck yes! I was worried. I was like, well, if you know, you know. And you no, fucking know. I, no, no, dude. Like, people talk shit because he's he's like a gimmick guy. But it's but great. Like, it's such a good when, gimmick. 
it's a really good gimmick. And also when you can do the shit that he does with your hands in your pockets, right? fucking rules. Orange Cassidy is awesome. I, Wait, yes. What's what's this about having talent about while having your hand in your pocket? Because I can do certain things while my hand in my pocket. That <laughs> don't give me any good recognition. <laughs> so, I mean, do you know do you know who Orange Cassidy is, Jeremy? No fucking clue in hell. <laughs> so he's a he, he's a wrestler. He's he's a fucking pro wrestler, um, and so his gimmick is like just totally does no no fucks given in any capacity. Like instead of a normal thumbs up, he's like. Yeah. <laughs> fucking whatever the greatest thing about like his gimmick in ring he'll be going up against somebody and he stops and he puts his hands straight up in the air and his tights have front pockets because they look like blue jeans and he puts his hands in his pockets and then he like soft kicks them in the shin both shins (laughs) and then like takes like two steps back double trot steps soft kick in the shin or like the knee or whatever I told you that to tell you this. Sometime, I think it was like last year, maybe the year before that, uh, Sting, the old you know WCW guy, came to AEW. And both Orange Cassidy and Sting were outside of the ring. And Orange Cassidy walks up to Sting, does the gimmick. And then Sting repeats the gimmick and just goes... Like, instead of pounding his chest like he would back in the day, he just... So the, and everybody's in the crowd, like, losing their mind. So much so that the guys in the ring stopped wrestling and were like, what the fuck's going on over here? <laughs> they had to resume the fucking match. They're like, oh, shit, fucking, are they watching? But that was what the I'm reason just- for picking it. And then you're like, oh, Michael was like, blah. And I was like, oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the name of the album, Chancy? Surfer Rosa by the Pixies. So, why did you want to bring it though? Just for, or just for the yep. Yeah. So, the owner of the company actually, I guess you would call it, rented the rights to one of the songs on this album, and it was his introduction music for like the past year. I think they just recently changed it a few months back. But I was just like, oh yeah, okay, I'll go with this because fucking whatever. And for a second, when you were like, oh, fucking Michael said this is war. I was like, I was like, war, you say? Hmm, war? That, now you're talking my language. I was like, wait, for a second, I thought, like, wait, because I remember you brought that Pixie album, but I didn't remember which one. And for a little. second, <laughs> yep, for a second, I thought I was going to have to pick another album. And in that nanosecond of having to potentially pick another album, I was like, 
I do always have the nuclear option because in my pocket, I have an album that even I can't stand listening to. I tried. I tried to listen to it because it was on a list made by a very creepy looking guy of the top five most disturbing albums that he's listened to. And I was like, I was like, okay, all right, this is what's up. And Jeremy's not going to know what happened until it's happening. Because I know for a fact, A, he's going to love the fucking album cover. He's going to love it. B, some of the titles of the album. No, 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 I'm not talking about this album. I'm talking about the album in my pocket that I have yet to use. The title, like the tracks on this album have names that are going to very much so leap out and grab Jeremy's attention. Like, what the fuck is this? And then when it starts to play, it's going to be fucking an hour of just torture. Fucking torture. I already listened to Sunhouse. Yep, it's worse than Sunhouse. I, I can guarantee this. Because if it's something that even I couldn't fucking stand listening to, and it's even kind of in my wheelhouse, I was like, oh, this might be all right. Nope. Nope. It's bad. It's so bad. So I was contemplating pulling that out of the pocket. Like, all right, Michael, you want to fucking play? We can play. And then Jeremy tells me what he's picking. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's put this back in the pocket. So I don't, I, don't, I don't have to pick a new album? Oh, okay. We'll go with my original pick. Yeah, okay. Uh, so not, see, I thought you had some ulterior motive behind why you picked it because he picked Pixies last time. I thought you were like doing like a Sort of. Thing. Kind of. It was. It was. It was funny because, like, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. No, the the reason I I, I was I was like, oh, because when I brought Doolittle, I was like, oh, this is like, this is like the easy Pixies album to get into, and it seemed like neither of you could like wrap your heads around what you were listening to, and I was like, okay. And then when you picked the Pixies again, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) But. The good thing is, then I got to listen to the Pixies. Great. I fucking love this band. And then uh, and then Jeremy made me listen to the Cottonmouth Kings. So like, <laughs> I was like, all right, we're going to go to war for a completely different reason. <laughs> See, Chancy? I can divert That's one so awesome. war. I can, divert, I can divert one war and start another. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good president. I'm a good president. <laughs> I mean, I might, I mean, maybe the Secretary of the Interior. That may be it. Secretary of the Interior, De- Uranus, motherfucker. <laughs> that was, dude. It's so funny because, like, I, I did have a hard time with the one you brought, and listening to the because this is their first album, mm-hmm. and listening to this album, I was like, okay, I get it. Okay, so, so you're going to go back to Doolittle then, is what you're saying. I actually watched the episode that we had mm-hmm. where you brought that, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I had to listen to it a few times, but this is not something that I that I hate. So, yeah, like, no, I, you, I, you, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, but I just yes. couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, this is, this is so many things. What is this? That's the best part about this band. And I'm guessing that probably I probably fucked up because I probably listened to Jeremy's album first. And that probably just put that put me on tilt. 
And then I come to this come to this crossroads where I can't quite wrap my head around it. Now, maybe if I'd have started with the Doolittle album, mm-hmm. then I might have been like, oh, you know, okay. It, it, maybe I need to look a little bit further into the band. Fucking, nope. It was like, fucking, I got to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, you like, you like Lordy. Shut your mouth. You know, I mean, you know, with but with you, it's always like, <laughs> you never, it's never like, it, it could even be, a, you know, oh, I like this thing, but it's some fucking import garbage fucking nonsense that I didn't know existed. And I'm like, oh, fuck. How did you find this album? What is this thing? I'll enjoy it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to make fun of this for this many reasons. Well, Cottonmouth Kings I found because of ICP, but because they were on ICP songs. But yeah. And I told the story of how I found Lordy multiple times in this podcast. I'm not going to do it again. But, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, so Michael, what did, why don't you give your official review of what you thought of Chansey's album? Okay. <laughs> um, the Pixies one of the most delightful bands like sort of I I like them for the opposite reason that I like the dead Kennedys like the dead Kennedys is like going hard all the time everything's so fucking serious and uh, like and they're just fucking doing it and the pixies are like you know what let's just fucking chill (laughs) and we'll hang out and aloof punk yeah and I I'm I'm into it at the same level for completely different reasons. So you're saying it's Char- it's you're saying it's Charlie Manson hippies versus uh, Beach Boys hippies. Yes, <laughs> and these are these are your Beach Boys hippies, and I am here for it. I love Frank Black, uh, Black Francis when he was in this band. Um, I actually heard Frank Black first. Like I had his solo cds before i got into the pixies um but also i love kim deal i love her voice i think she's a great bass player i love the breeders like it she's just amazing um i think this album is i i don't like it as much as Doolittle, but it has more kim deal on it um and also this one like the pixies are sort of the godfathers of grunge like if you listen to you know interviews by nirvana or like soundgarden allison chains all of those guys cite the pixies as one of their biggest influences especially nirvana like kurt cobain yeah. loved the pixies and it's just so cool because like I that's like I grew up that's when I started like really getting into music was like with Nirvana and and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and all those bands. Um, so to hear Kurt Cobain like, oh, yeah, this is one of my favorite bands. This is one of the biggest influences on my music. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I went back and listened to it. And I'm like, oh. I like this better than Nirvana. It's sort of a, a bridge between punk and grunge. And I think it's, uh, I just think that this band can do no wrong, at least in the original incarnation of the band, like their first like four, 
five albums. So wait a minute. The, the break between punk and grunge, what would you call that? The plunge? <laughs> Pl- plunge, yeah. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it plunge. <laughs> but, yeah. So Chancey decided to bring Pixies again. And, I mean, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. This motherfucker. Do I make you listen to the Pixies again? I mean, which, I didn't think I said anything too bad about them last time, honestly. I mean, I... I've, I kind of enjoyed it last time, I think. I don't remember. I didn't. I, I don't know what time to listen to the episodes. I didn't. But I, I thought I enjoyed them somewhat. But, uh, but I mean, this album, it wasn't bad. I, I listened to it last, actually. After, I listened to mine first because I knew mine. So it was just a fun ride home, drinking and smoking while listening to it. But I listened to Pixies last. And I mean, I enjoyed it. It's just... It's too mellow almost for me. That's just my thing. It's just, it's not, I mean, hard enough for me even. I mean, Cottonmouth Kings is like as mellow as I go, like some of their songs. Like, and that's saying something. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it was good. It, it was okay, Jancy. It's not as good as Dev Kennedy's was by any fucking means because I, I go hard like, I go fucking Papa Viagra hard like Kennedy's do all day. So, <laughs> so fuck. I mean, shit. What are you gonna do? It's the pixies were not bad. I mean, they're they're famous for a reason, and it's obvious. That's basically all I can say about it. But you want to add something, Mike? Or no, no, I just so like for me, the pixies kind of go in the same basket as like the Melvins, uh, in the sense that like they help to shape a genre, but never really got the credit they deserved. Like yeah. the Pixies have the Pixies and the Melvins both have a very huge following. I'm not trying to take that away from yeah, either one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but if you're like, hey, the Ramones are almost the same oh, yeah. way. Like, right, there's a right. lot of bands like pop punk started because of the Ramones, and the Ramones were never as famous as like Green Day or Blink One. Oh, dude, which, I, I like, know. Makes me so angry because I love the Ramones. But like <laughs> they just they 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 were too early, just like the Pixies and probably the Melvins were probably that way. Yeah. But you've never did you ever see the Melvins live? No, I haven't. One no. of the best shows you'll ever see. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I've watched some of uh uh oh god, what is it? Fucking Izzo or whatever, King King Buzzo. King Buzzo. King yeah, Buzzo. that motherfucker, King Buzzo. Yeah. I've seen some of his solo shows, and I mean, just the way he does those, you can you can tell. Yeah, like even saw- even having listened to the Melvins, it's like, oh yeah, okay, this would be hard. Yeah, we saw the Melvins like five years ago, like not that long ago. They were already like old old men, but still yeah. fucking go. It rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, go see them fucking... before they can't do it anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, same same goes for St. Cloud Posse, folks. Go to the gathering next week and see them before that. This might be the last gathering. I thought the, I thought the last one was supposed to be last year, but apparently they're doing another one. I I've, I've also seen the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, I have too. <laughs> I I fell asleep on the couch afterwards, and I woke up with my nuts just fago glued to my leg. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> It was yep. the most interesting part of the night. <laughs> besides oh. stopping 
besides stopping at a 7-Eleven to ask for directions, like with my face all painted up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny because the city I, I've gone to Massachusetts to see them a couple of times over the last six, seven years, like when it, when the when the concert gets out, it looks like a fucking zombie crawl. Like yeah. that's what it looks like. But and I don't paint my face even. I, I I just don't take the time to do it even. But too old too old for that shit. <laughs> but uh, what were your top five for your own CD there, Chancy? I did have an honorable mention. Uh, oh, that was brick. One. That was brick is red. Uh, number five was I'm amazed. Uh, number four was vamos. Uh, number three was Cactus. Uh, number two is Gigantic. And obviously number one because of Mr. Cassidy is Where Is My Mind. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Michael. What is your, what's yours for this one? All right. My honorable mention is Where Is My Mind. I And I think I just... I, I think... I mean... Every song, again, every song on this album I could listen to with no problems. It's just like that was sort of the one that everybody knew. So growing up as like a like a punk kid who, you know, doesn't want to like the things that everybody else likes. um, I didn't I didn't put that one on there, but um. So my top five, uh, number five, Oh My Golly, just a very fun song. Uh, I enjoy that. Most of these are just, you know, the more Kim deal on it, the higher they were on my list. So (laughs) Um, we got Cactus at number four. Tony's theme at number three. I wasn't sure if anybody else was going to be into Tony's theme. Because it's yeah. so silly. <laughs> uh, but I put Tony's Tony's theme at three. I got number two, Broken Face. And then number one was Gigantic. Um, because, I mean, that's a Kim deal written. And it has like a weird, like, circular guitar pattern that like, it sort of throws you off. Like, it's just like a loop of a song in the background uh and it's just like one of the best written musical songs in this sort of genre yeah eh, well i had an honorable mention for the cds because i didn't but number five which no one mentioned this one i don't think which is actually no one mentioned my number five or four i don't think which is funny i think but number five was i think Break that's I think that's what happened with uh, Doolittle as well. Like, we all had wildly different top fives. Yeah, it's, with, these, with these types of bands, it's based on your personality. Which one do you vibe with more? But number five was Break My Body. Because that was a damn good song. Yeah, very good all song. The, and number four was Something Against You. Because I, I just felt that song so hard. And then the rest of them, yeah. Number three is Where's My Mind. Number two was Gigantic because her voice is amazing. Mm. And number one was uh, Cactus. 
because I, I don't remember why. I think I listened to it a few days ago. I kind of wish I listened to it today again, but it something about it stuck out to me. I can't think what the hell it was, but it was just, I think, the rhythm of it. Yeah, Cactus is great. And uh, if you like Kim Deal's voice, do you ever listen to The Breeders? Never heard of them. Listen to The Breeders. Uh, she's the She's the lead singer of that band, and it's fantastic band. All right, I'll have to check it out, definitely, at some point. Or maybe you can bring it when you come back on at some point again, too. But we'll see. Uh, hey, um, um, we're announcing it now. Last Splash uh, is the next album next time I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll have to see when that can get done. But we hit three CDs tonight, folks. And me and Chancey have another one of these in about 14 hours. So... <laughs> <laughs> We will be back then to do the next one with um, Heroic, a artist. And I'm looking forward to it, actually, because the, the C's in that one are completely different from the C's on this one, which is kind of awesome. So, but Michael, where can they find you in so many numerous places? Anywhere that you get your podcasts, uh, just type into the search bar, Jack Billings Presents. And you're going to find a couple of different Jack Billings Presents things. Um, we're working on getting everything to one uh, feed right now. Uh, it's a real pain in the ass. But listen to Haunted Apartment Complex. That's the one that's ongoing right now. Uh, where I play a ghost who's a hitman for the mafia. And also the United States Postal Service. Um, I do, I have a co-host who's a gentle vampire, um, and a girlfriend who is made of the memories of, uh, Jack, who is the main character of the show. It's a really weird show. Uh, <laughs> and then you can hear this bizarre adventure, which is myself and B Highland, uh, talking about, uh, jojo's bizarre adventure and then you can listen to no time to binge which is where me and b also and uh the some nobodies guys watch the first episode of a show the last episode of a show and then we make up what happens in the middle it usually devolves into talking about just the grossest stuff you can imagine <laughs> Yeah, if you guys do guests on that show, I would love to guest on that show and pick a show. But <laughs> once once we start that show back up, um, I think we're gonna have guests on it. Because I got a few shows that'd be awesome to do that with. So great, Inclu uh, including one we talked about uh, on the previous episode tonight. I don't remember talking about a show. <laughs> well, it, it was on one of our. Uh, tangents off of the oh, topic okay. right now but um <laughs> but and yes folks you can check out michael the episode will be dropping probably in a few weeks uh for his weird out one-on-one -on -one bracket it'll be dropping in podcast form probably a few weeks after this drops but you could be on the lookout for that and chancy where can they find you besides behind me reaming me shit they know where to find me I just said it. Nowhere. Yeah. Where are you going? Nowhere. You done? Or yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> this time. We got to do this in 12 hours. I'm going to tell them where I'm at then. Shit. Uh, well, you can find you can find both of us, both of us on Facebook as chancesandasshole.com. Now I'm as Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast for the S group. Name change coming tomorrow. And you could find us on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard, on TikTokie as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And of course, you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings, or you can watch us live on YouTube as Blind Knowledge Network, because all, all knowledge was blind until Chancey pulled the fucking ream on my ass. So until, until 14 hours from now, your muses are out. We need sleep. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk about three amazing other albums. Am I going to tell you who? Fuck no. See you tomorrow. <laughs> pack your bowls. Pack your bowls. Let's get stoned. As we head on down the road. Packing the bowls on the wander
get him, boys!